From the Financial Times in London, I'm Madhumita Mergia and this is FT News. WikiLeaks has published documents that appear to show that the CIA has an arsenal of malware that it can use to break into widely used electronic gadgets. The revelations, detailing the CIA's cyber espionage techniques, have raised a host of questions about the security of smartphones, internet-connected devices and encrypted apps. On the line with me from San Francisco to discuss the impact of the revelations is the FT's West Coast editor, Richard Waters. And in the studio with me is Sam Jones, our defence and security editor. Richard, let me turn to you first. Can you explain to us what a zero-day exploit is and what role it plays in these new WikiLeaks revelations? A zero-day is the ultimate weapon for hackers, if you like. Every piece of software has flaws and vulnerabilities in it, no matter how good. The weapons that the CIA have have identified those small vulnerabilities and target them and exploit them. They're called zero-day because the people who made the software don't know the targets exist and the CIA isn't going to tell them. And so they have zero days in the parlance to fix the hole. So essentially, you can think about this as a kind of quiver full of arrows, you know, that they can just shoot at iPhones, Android phones, smart TVs, you name them, and find the little gaps in the holes. And it's not just the CIA that has these, by the way. I mean, every criminal uses them, but the CIA, with a lot of money to find them and buy them, probably has more than most. So do you think that consumers, people like you and I, should be worried about this? And what can we do to protect ourselves I guess we all kind of think deep down that if the CIA wants to break in to our devices, they're probably going to be able to do it. And so I think the real thing this exposes is the fact that those holes exist. It's a reminder of how many holes there are. And so there are two particular things I think people should take away from this. One is that there are a lot of criminals that are looking for the same flaws and finding the same flaws. And a lot of these that the CIA is taking advantage of, we knew about, everybody knows about, the fact that Samsung TVs have been used to listen in to their owners. So that's one thing, you know, it's a reminder that maybe the CIA won't come after you, but there are a lot of criminals who probably will. And the second thing is that governments are collecting these kinds of tools and they're not warning companies like Apple and Google and Microsoft about the dangers. And there's been a big kind of row about this in the tech world for quite some years, because if your own government isn't helping you to protect and defend your customers, then who can? The Obama administration actually promised to change its practice here to tell companies a lot more about the flaws they'd found, but they still kept a loophole. They still kept the right to keep some cyber weapons to themselves for national security. And what we don't know is how many there are or how they use them. A lot of the gadgets that were named in these reports are very widely used. So they included iOS devices, iPhones and iPads, and also Android devices. These are massive technology companies. How have they reacted to these leaks? As you could imagine, they're all rushing out to say, we are confident in our technology and we're taking a closer look at what might be the vulnerabilities. But nothing we've seen so far in what has been published from the CIA is anything kind of revelatory or massively new. I'm not sure I personally find this terribly reassuring because we all know that Android, the Google software, most phones running Android are very out of date. Something like two thirds of all the Android being used is more than 18 months old. So it's not being fixed to protect it from the latest attacks. I mean, Madhu, I know you've been reporting on this. You've been talking to companies. I mean, are you any more reassured? 
Well, yeah, I spoke to Apple and it seems that they've checked back all the vulnerabilities revealed against iOS and they claim that pretty much all of it has been fixed in previous fixes that they've rolled out. But that doesn't really reassure me about any future vulnerabilities to be exposed. And as you say, with iOS, I think about 80% of people have the most up-to-date version of the software, but there's still that 20% who don't. And with Google, that's, you know, a much larger percentage. In fact, I can't remember the last time I've updated, which is terrible security practice. So yeah, so not very reassuring. Sam, do these leaks tell us anything more than we already know about government eavesdropping from the Snowden revelations? No, I don't think they do. I mean, I think ultimately... What you have to read into this is that spies spy. And is it any surprise that the CIA has been developing a set of tools to do that in the modern era? I don't think it is. This set of tools comes from something called the Centre for Cyber Intelligence at the CIA. And that's their own sort of mini hacking division that facilitates their regular intelligence gathering activities. So unlike the NSA, the CIA's primary focus is on human or human intelligence So these tools are more limited than the NSA's. We're not talking about mass data gathering, but they're tools that help the CIA in their recruitment and exploitation of human agents that they might want to identify. So although there is some new information here about some of the methods and some of the specific technical details, the pieces of malware, there's no real new evidence here of new activities by US intelligence. And so ultimately, I doubt very much it's going to precipitate any kind of change in behaviour for the CIA. And I think ultimately, you have to ask yourself whether you'd want that anyway. Is it a question of spies abiding by the law and having the tools to do so? Or is it simply that we don't believe intelligence agencies should be able to crack into digital devices? And if you take the latter point of view, that's fine, but clearly that's going to dramatically impede the ability to gather intelligence for national security purposes. Yeah, that's the big question, isn't it? Richard, do you think this is going to be a boon for hackers and criminals to get in the same way that the CIA has? Well, so far what's been published are not the specific details of the vulnerabilities and the exploits that have been written to take advantage of those vulnerabilities. So the actual, the weapons, if you like, haven't been published yet. WikiLeaks is suggesting they are going to publish all of that, at least when they found out a responsible way they say to do it. But nonetheless, even the amount of information that has got out, including some snippets of code, will have a lot of people now sniffing around trying to work out where these flaws are. And the fact that they're all there and the CIA has done nothing to help companies fix them, you know, is just a you know, real red flag hit. A lot of criminals would have taken advantage of the same things. We just don't know which ones. Sam, what do the revelations show us about cooperation between different governments on cybersecurity? Well, clearly they reveal so far that there is, as we knew, again, a very strong relationship between the US and the UK in intelligence and particularly on cybersecurity. That's a historic relationship that dates back to the Second World War when the two powers worked hand in glove on their signals intelligence, specifically the signals intelligence and cryptography work done at Bletchley Park in the UK, which later led to the development of all kinds of capabilities with the NSA. That has gone on in this pact called the Five Eyes, which is an agreement 
estimate between five Anglophone powers to gather electronic intelligence. Of those, the two biggest by far and large are the US and the UK. The UK's GCHQ makes a significant contribution to the electronic intelligence capability of the US, although clearly the US is the larger and better resourced partner. But it's interesting here that one of the headline exploitations that's come out in this latest trove, the Weeping Angel exploit, which is the one that targets Samsung TVs, that very much looks like it was developed by the British. And the clue, I suppose, there would be in the code name, which is a Doctor Who reference, which is something I think GCHQ has been shown to reference before in some of the Snowden leaks. So there is a very close relationship between the two. So even though both you and Richard say this isn't hugely surprising, do you think it's going to be damaging to the CIA or to the West and defence establishment in general? Yes, I think it is. I think it's never helpful that these kind of bits of information get out there. And one of the ironies in the dismay, if you like, the public reaction to this is going to be that some of the people most shocked by this are the people least likely to be targeted by the CIA and others. You know, anyone who is a potential terrorist or a state adversary, a spy themselves trying to work in the US, if they're worth their salt, they are going to have known all about these kind of capabilities and taken measures to protect themselves. A lot of this kind of stuff was disclosed in the Snowden revelations and even where it wasn't specifically disclosed, the kind of technological capabilities that were shown there are paralleled in some of the specifics here. However, I think the real significance of this is in its totality. And when you look back at the last six years of leaks now that have come out of the States, all the way back to the cables leaked by Chelsea Manning, this in total is adding up to be one of the greatest intelligence breaches in the history of modern intelligence. And so that raises big questions for how the US intelligence community safeguards itself in the future and what steps it needs to take to get a better grip on the information and the tools that it uses and stop them becoming so public. If I can just add one more thought to that, the fact that the CIA has lost control of this kind of extremely valuable store of weapons comes at just the moment when obviously they're deeply under the eyes of the Trump administration. You know, how well is the security establishment working? So very bad timing, and it really reflects very badly on the agency and its own security. Just to quickly jump in as well, there's one eye-opening statistic that is key to all of this. Just after the Snowden leaks, the Obama administration commissioned a report on the scale of the people that had access to this kind of information. There were 5 million people in the US who have security clearances. Of those, 1.5 million have top secret, i.e. the very most sensitive clearances. And of those, a third, nearly 500,000 of them, don't even work for the government. They're third parties in the private sector. And that is a situation that has developed in the post-9-11 era as the US intelligence community expanded and was given huge new resources but it's had consequences and the consequences have been a loss of the kind of really tightly knit professional culture of secrecy that safeguarded these agencies and their secrets in the past. Great well thank you both very much for joining me and if you'd like to read more about the story please visit ft.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com.
When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.